Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win. If you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy, because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards, please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast where I explain the common and uncommon interests of Black people in order to help us feel seen. Please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify five stars only because we are five star bitches word to Yo Gotti. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, I wanted to tell y'all my friend Kelsey Dara is having her first live show for her podcast, Confidently Insecure, in New York City, February 6th, and Philly, February 7th. Go see her. Okay. That's out of the way. I'm your host, Sequoia. And today, joining me to talk about the Cheetah Girls, we have award-winning actor, producer, singer, and television personality, Kaylin Allen. Thank you for joining us, Kaylin. I'm so excited to do this episode. Thank you. I'm excited. You hear these dogs started making noise out of nowhere. Usually, they are very quiet, so I don't know what was going on. I think I ordered some some Uber Eats, and my burger arrived at the door. I think that's that's what what happened. Mm -hmm. They said somebody in here trying to get get him, and we got to make sure that they know that we're here. Right. They just like Toto from the Cheetah Girls. I was just about to say, they heard we were talking about the Cheetah Girls. They said, oh, we in there, too. Toto Uh was in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay before we dive into the movie we have in my defense and my defense is a segment where we bring one of our unpopular opinions independent for you all Kaylin, i can go first or you can go first you go first okay okay i feel kind of bad about mine just a little bit i okay. feel like it's a little bit mean mm. but i don't intend it to be mean okay i just feel like upon rewatching the cheetah girls with adult eyes and I'm saying this as if I don't watch the Cheetah Girls at least twice uh-huh. a year and have for the, my entirety of my life. It feels like Sabrina Bryan wasn't dancing as well as my child eyes thought she was. Mm, okay. And that, and I feel bad. Like, I'm like, but I love Sabrina. And I think that obviously she's very talented and she does have like a dance background and all that stuff. But when I rewatch it now, I'll be like, I don't know. It's solid. Well, you know, I feel like I feel like that has happened with a lot of stuff that we've like Definitely. looked back and been like, oh, what was that? What was going on? Yeah, but I think that's more of like a style of the time. You know what I mean? And not necessarily okay. that. Because like this is Kenny Ortega. Like this is a, a kid's program. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. it's not going to give what you think it's going to give. Right. You know, it's that we've advanced so much. You're so right. Correct. Now, the Beyonce of it all, of course, right. affects the way that I look at things from 2003, even though Beyonce was there, too, and she was doing what she needed to do. Yes, but I do well. think, especially now with social media, I think dance in itself has created its own, like, 
pathway to where yes. now it is more about intricate uh, choreography and stuff like that. While back in the day, I feel like those kind of conversations were left for like the Alvin Ailey's and, and the more professional dance companies and mm-hmm. not necessarily in the mainstream commercial uh, world. And I think that's the difference from then and now. I mean, you can look at High School Musical and be like, they ain't doing shit up there. You know what I mean? They wasn't. Right. To be fair. Well, yeah. Especially compared to Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls was doing more than High School Musical, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Kaylin, what you got for us for your unpopular opinion? Okay, so my unpopular opinion is that I feel like they was gaslighting Galleria. Galleria they was were. right the majority of the time. Did she have attitude issue in the first movie? Yes. But for the most part, them other girls, they were lazy. Galleria was about the business. She saw the vision. She saw the dream. And she was putting in the work. Everybody else was too busy frolicking around lollygagging. (laughs) And y'all want me to go up on this stage and look stupid because y'all wanted to lollygag? Exactly. No, it won't be me. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. The way that she came at Dorinda was rude. Now, they all were very disrespectful to Dorinda. They were. They were. They were so mean. All they did was call her poor. All they did was call that girl poor. It was so rude. It got worse when they found out she was a foster child. Then they was really disrespectful. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. No, they were were certainly unwell. But I agree with you. Galleria, from the first and second movie, Uh we're going to get into the third movie. Spoiler, I haven't seen it. And I you don't have any plans. You ain't seen it. The third one, and I don't have oh, any plans to no, see it. Oh, no, you have to watch it. I don't have it. any plans to see it. Oh, one, my actually. gosh. <laughs> the disrespect. But we also we also need to talk about how the character Aqua is drastically different from the first movie and the second movie. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's a good one. Let's definitely get into that for sure. Yes. Aqua's character arc certainly... Before we do that, you know what? Let me introduce even what the Cheetah Girls is because I feel like... <laughs> if you're listening and you've never seen the cheetah girls let me tell you a little bit the cheetah girls is a 2003 american musical television film based on a book series of the same name by deborah gregory starring raven simone adrian bailon keely williams sabrina bryan and co-eped by whitney houston absolutely you heard that right yes by whitney houston this film marks the first disney channel original movie to be a musical the movie includes three installments the cheetah girls the cheetah girls 2 and the cheetah girls one world this movie broke records for Disney, made a lot of money, and honestly changed the world. At least for me, definitely changed my world. Definitely changed my world. Yeah, I am. I would not be who I am today if it was not for the Cheetah Girls coming out in a smooth 2003. I was in third grade. I was eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was life. I agree. Yeah. Wait, what year were you, were you born? Out, <laughs> 94. I was okay. saying. <laughs> okay, I was born in 96. Okay, okay, okay. We we close. We, right, we, right, we were right. Close. We were right. Yeah. Well, because I remember, <laughs> I think Cheetah Girls two came out when I was in, I want to say maybe fifth grade, because I remember printing out the lyrics. Because you know Disney Channel used to do like those sing alongs, and I yes. remember printing out the lyrics <gasps> to the songs and like walking around the playground at recess like singing the songs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was Wait, I love it. The dedication was very serious. To go find a printer as a fifth grader, you said no. I no, I won't be getting these lyrics wrong. I'm not gonna guess. I'm gonna know the lyrics. Okay, exactly. Wow. I love it. I used to make my friends pretend to be the Cheetah Girls uh-huh. at recess. Uh-huh. On, on rainy days, we would have to go in the classroom instead of be outside for recess. Uh-huh. Don't let me be in the classroom because now I know I have everybody's attention. Uh-huh. We're standing up I know in that's the front. Right. And we're going to sing, you know who I'm going to be. Okay, well, what you know song you I'm picking? Be. You Galleria. You know I'm going to be Galleria. Clearly. You know I'm clearly. Be I, I feel like you're going to be Galleria, too. I, I know you're going to be Galleria. I think, well. I, was, really? I think I'd probably be more Chanel. 
okay, okay. I think okay. I think work ethic, yes, Galleria. But I think personality and like pizzazz was probably geared more towards Chanel. Okay, okay, that's very fair. I'm definitely a Galleria type, but I feel like I love Chanel's fashion more. Okay, of course, but it's not Galleria's fault they had her dressed in Lane Bryant because they acted like. Sh- it was it was not okay. It wasn't okay the way they were treating Galleria. I didn't like the way that they treated. Wait, okay, her. wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So you but you mean <laughs> Cheetah Girls too, as in far as the wardrobe. Cause Yes, yeah, yes. In the first okay. one, Gallery was eating. Yes. yes. In the second one, they started dressing her like something was wrong with her body. Or... Well, and I think that's a bigger like Disney Channel problem at that time. Because even Raven talked about how they made her tan so that she appeared to be more darker skinned. You didn't Stop know that? It. No, I never You didn't heard know that. that. If you look Stop at Raven, it. Raven, even as a child and now, is very fair toned. Right. Light, but yes. then if you look at her Disney Channel days, especially that's so a Raven, as it progressed, mm-hmm. she gets darker because they made her tan so that she would appear blacker. This is crazy. Crazy, right? No. Come on. Disney. Everything I find out about the mouse. It's not, it's never really good. Now, you know, but, but I mean, what I will say, I think like I said earlier, it's the times. You know what I it mean? So like yeah. when That's a Raven was on and, you know, Cheetah Girls was coming out, like this is when you had a lot of different black sitcoms, you know, it was coming off after like, you know, the Cosby show and the Martins and then going on and they were all living in that space of the girlfriends where mm-hmm. blackness was, you needed to be black, black, black. You know what I mean? Because yes. that was the audience that they were selling it to, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, different time, no, different practices. That's very fair. The times were so different. I'm glad that we're done. But you know what? The Cheetah Girls was ahead of its time in a number of ways. I agree. Okay. The casting of trans icon oh! Sandra Caldwell yes. to play Drink of Champagne. Wait, you know, I did not know that until she did that Netflix special. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's when I found out, too. Yes, I think yes. that's when I found out, too. I was like, too. hold yes. on. And, yes. and the fact that I put together that the name was Drink of Champagne. Drink of Champagne. <laughs> I was like, like that, is, that is very iconic. It is. But yes, is. yes, what a way to be ahead of the time. Definitely ahead of the times. In the movie, in the first movie, they tackle the foster care system, poverty, mm-hmm. race, ethnicity, single motherhood, which is not usually present in child's media of the time. Mm-hmm. White was the minority in the film. Very much not usual, especially for a kid's piece of media of the time. Mm -hmm. Highlights the actual diversity of New York City Mm -hmm. when shows like Friends and also Enjoy Friends were acting like New York was not a diverse place, you know? Right, right. There was just a lot that the Cheetah Girls was very ahead of for to be 2003. Right, and I think they shot it in Toronto. They did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh You're right. And six weeks. It was also really quick. Yeah. And that's just the first movie. Now, have you been to Barcelona? I have not. Have you? I have. I've been to Barcelona <sighs> twice. And trust me, I have retraced every step of that movie. You have to. You have to. That would be primarily my only reason for going, honestly. If I go to Barcelona, uh-huh. it's to relive the Cheetah Girls for me. Oh, my God. I mean, you know. Okay, so which one is your favorite? Okay, that's exactly where I was going. What a good segue. Come on, Caitlin. <laughs> I, which movie is my favorite? Yeah. The second one is my favorite. I agree. And obviously, I can't even speak on the third one because I ain't seen it. But the second one. I, don't worry. I'm going to come favorite. in defense of the third one. Okay. Okay. What about you? My favorite is also the second one, mainly because yeah. of the soundtrack is impeccable. It Killer. is. It. This is the thing about 
the Cheetah Girls. I think that if Raven would have not, this is where it gets tricky. Raven had been in the industry a long time, right? And Raven really wanted to be a solo artist, which I think is great. I think if she wouldn't have had the pressure of being basically the Beyonce of Disney, I mean, of not Disney Channel, of Disney Channel, Mm-hmm. then I felt like she would have been able to kind of be okay with doing the group. But they mm-hmm. also had faith. We already know they had their own tensions, you know, as a we group. Did. We, they already had that. And if they would have been able to, like, get along, I solely believe that the Cheetah Girls could have been an award-winning, top-selling girl group. No, you're 100%. I agree so wholeheartedly with that. Mm -hmm. The Cheetah Girls, first of all, songs like The Party's Just Begun, Mm -hmm. that could have been a radio hit. From the jump. From the jump. That is like an actual kid song. It it wasn't a kid song. Like, that was an actual hit. That could have been top 100 easy. Right. But yes, okay. So the rumor is that Raven felt left out during the filming of the second Cheetah Girls Mm -hmm. because the other three girls had been on tour together, Mm -hmm. had grown closer, and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. while Raven opted not to go on the tour to focus Mm -hmm. on that. So Raven to focus on her solo career because she signed up to play a fictional character, Galleria, in the Cheetah Girls, not to be a full time Cheetah Girl, which, you know, that's I understand. Fair. It's fair. I, I get totally it. I get understand. It. But I definitely agree that if they had been able to make it work with Raven's schedule, mm-hmm. if she had been more in it wholeheartedly and the pressure to be the Beyonce, like you said, was not on her, the Cheetah Girls really could have gone somewhere. Yeah. And the jealousy that came with that from the other girls of Raven not feeling like she wanted to necessarily be be an entire Cheetah Girl all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just sent which, them on the, on the downwards. Which I think is hard because first you got Adrian and you got Keely who are already been in a girl group. They yep. are music artists. That is yep. it. Like that is their primarily, you know, their foundation. And then you yep. have Sabrina that comes in that joins that number who is not necessarily, you know, that seasoned in the industry, but it's now in this. I can see how that would make Raven feel a little, you know, left out of the equation. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I also just think they just had a different reality of the world. You know what I mean? Like Raven was booked like insanely, insanely. Like when you look at, listen here. Now I know we're talking about (laughs) cheetah girls, but I no. let's talk about Raven. Yeah. I get it. Actually. I, it, it boils up a visceral reaction within me. I get emotional about it because I just feel one comedy is what I do. And I can solely say that I learned how to do comedy by watching Raven Simone. Watching That's So Raven, it is brilliant. It is a masterclass in comedy. Even when you watch Raven's Home, the reboot, I I didn't miss one episode of the reboot and because raven and when you like come on so you're talking about that's so raven you're talking about cheetah girls she was on kim possible talking about xenon like all these things that she was doing you're talking about music some call it magic is about the things i see the things i see okay some call it magic. i don't understand uh what was the song that they did remember the episode that's so raven when they did backflip oh no backflip oh no she did that uh shine like, let it shine it was called shine shine yes. Shine, shine, yes. shine shine in the cafeteria giving <laughs> choreo 
Okay? All like, the tables, period. Because they were talking about, you know, Quinta just this last weekend at the Emmys won, you know, best uh, female lead in the comedy. And they were talking yes. about how that's the only second black female to win that award. And they were talking about different shows. And I was like, there is no reason. Like, the only reason why Raven didn't win it is because they considered that's so Raven to be a children's show. Absolutely. You but are she really preaching right it. now. She deserved it. She really it. deserved it. Even that's a Raven as an adult is so fucking funny. The first episode. I'm out loud. The she first... her mama. I didn't know Brazil was this big. Big. I can't believe her. It is I can't know. She's so good at this. She's really so good at this. Honestly, the entire cast was yes. really fucking good at comedy. Yes. But talk about like, like wow. then doing That's a Raven that is so physical comedy. I consider mm-hmm. Raven to be like the Lucille Ball of our generation. I agree. You know? I fully agree with but that. But then you go to Cheetah Girls and she doesn't, it's not necessarily a comedy. And it's more grounded. And it's, it's, it's more, her role is more so dramatic. But. What is comedic is in Cheetah Girls 1, when she mm-hmm. does the rap to her mama, when she's reading off the to-do list. Oh, no. I don't know. Yes. I I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> like, it is brilliant. Yeah. It is so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're so right. Raven Simone had me in a whole cold. By the time the Cheetah Girls came out, yes. I had already been deep in That's So Raven for months. Right. That's So Raven came out in January of that year. I uh-huh. think the Cheetah Girls came out in like... August or maybe uh-huh. October of that year. Uh-huh. Mm, I was a that's I was a Raven stan. You can't pry Raven out of my cold dead hands to this day. Right. I know she be doing stuff, right? And that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you can't you can't take Raven from me. I'm sorry. Okay, I okay, only but, have so many. But let's let's add some perspective to that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. people often bring that up. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. And this is where I have a little bit more. This is especially because I work in it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people from the outside don't understand the different pressures of the industry, especially at that time. Like we are talking about someone that was famous as a child on Three one of the most years old. popular shows. Yep. Imagine not living a regular life. You're not Ever. around regular people. Everything that you do at a very young age is all about working, Right. And mm-hmm. so imagine what that does to you psychologically. And you also have reached this pinnacle of fame that mm-hmm. you have these dreams and aspirations, but because people have put you in this box of who you're supposed to be, it feels like you can't do anything that you actually want to do. And you've been told from a very young age where to go, what to do, what to say. And you just don't feel like you've had much agency over your own life. Imagine yes. what that can do to you psychologically because you're you're learning this stuff and you're experiencing this stuff on in yep. front of the camera. But to be fair, and this is why I want to allow people to shame Raven. Because out of all the other kids stars, if there was <laughs> one that Raven ain't been in rehab, like she ain't had no mental (laughs) breakdown, like all that other stuff, it's like, okay, you know, whatever. But according to her white peers, Raven was doing a lot better. Okay. Miss Raven's good to this day. And guess what? She still ain't touched her Cosby money. And what about it? Okay. So Miss Ma'am was managed well, clearly. Right. Clearly things were going well. For one Miss Raven Simone, I'm willing to give her grace. Truly, I've heard, you know, I, I agree. Some stuff where I'm like, oh, weird, you know. But who the fuck am I? I'm right. very happy to give Raven Simone grace. Right. She did so much for me as a little black girl. Obviously, she was like the first. I think she was like the first black girl that I watched on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. I don't remember there being another black girl that I watched on Disney Channel. 
Yeah. Except for like sister, sister, but that was not anyway. Yeah, that wasn't it was, Disney Channel. Well, yeah, it was more. Wasn't it ABC Family? Or it was something ABC like that? Family yeah. first, and then uh-huh. they syndicated over Disney Channel. But yeah, she meant so much to me. And then as she got older and her body developed more, mm-hmm. and she was you know a normal sized girl, mm-hmm. that was very reassuring to me to see as a girl who was also going through the same thing. So I'm willing to give her the grace. Y'all not taking it from me. I'm sorry. That's that on that. Also a fashion icon. And a fashion fucking icon. Every year I'm trying to figure out how I can be That's a Raven or Raven Simone for Halloween. Right? And I can never find the outfit that's good enough. I would have to sew that bitch myself. And I, I'm not about to sew it. So Just like she it did. It is what it is. Just like she did. Exactly. Uh-huh. I went through a whole little sewing phase because of her. Anyway, she means a lot to me, clearly. I also have been listening to 3LW since they came out in 2000. Uh-huh. And they appeared on other kids' show, Taina on Nickelodeon. Yes, did you ever watch yes, Taina? yes. Love yes. Taina. So they also came in, like you said, with their own Mm -hmm. little fan base Mm -hmm. and then meets Raven's fan base. Mm -hmm. This shit was destined to just be just as big as it. It was superb. It was was superb. This is a good spot to take a break. When we come back, we'll get into the Cheetah Girls 3. Stay tuned. Get started on your New Year's resolution with Factor, so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more, Plus, over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch preps and dinner rushes. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your door. Head to factormeals.com slash blacklovemusic50 and use code blacklovemusic50 to get 50% off. That's code blacklovemusic50 at factormeals.com slash blacklovemusic50 to get 50% off. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org.
And we're back. Okay, hold on, because we need to talk about Cheetah Girls three. And, okay, and let's let's do that, please. Let me tell you why I think you should still watch it. Okay. One off the gate, Cheetah Love is a bop. That's the first okay. song on the movie. Now, okay. the only missing piece really is Raven. But I do believe that the the story itself is still a strong story. I think the reason why people don't like that one as much as the other ones is because, one, it's not really about... It's not. I guess the other ones take place more of like the the cheetah girls like chasing their dreams a little bit. So mm-hmm. that is a little bit more relatable. And in in this one, I guess people felt like India was kind of like a random place for the cheetah girls to end up after going to Barcelona. It did you know what I mean? Random. And I think yeah. it breaks up kind of like the trajectory that you're following. Like in the first movie, you see the cheetah girls and they're just figuring it out and they have these dreams and these aspirations then in the second movie they're going to a music festival right they win mm-hmm. this music festival and so mm-hmm. i think the expectation now is like well we want to see them navigating the industry we want to see them go on tour we want to see them go do concerts we want to see what yeah. that's like and then it kind of yeah. switched to almost where it felt like the cheetah girls were like breaking up and and because that's kind of it ha- kind of happens in the movie where they're like Chanel's gonna go solo. Galleria's off at school. She decided not to be in the group. And so it just kind of feels disjointed as far as the narrative and where we had already seen. You know what I mean? That's very disjointed sounding. As somebody who's not seen it, mm-hmm. Galleria deciding not to be in the Cheetah Girls and going to school is unrealistic as shit. Right. It just didn't make sense, you know? That's and, not gonna happen. Right. But I felt like I felt like even though that was the case, I still felt like it was a, a solid movie. You know what okay. I mean? I think it, yeah. it was more of a creative issue. I think with Raven not coming back for that third one, I would have rather seen them like have to face that. I would have rather the fir- the third movie be finding out that Galleria has quit, especially considering the fact that she practically quit every movie. You know, so you the know fact, what I mean? right? So if it would have been like, yeah, she gone, and now yeah. they got to figure out she how we going solo, even trying to like replace Galleria. You know yeah, what that'd be like. That would have been a really good one, right? And then deciding to just stay as a trio and navigating mm-hmm. that and figuring that out. And even if it, Raven was like, "Okay, well, I'll just come back," and then at the end, Raven shows up. You know, right? No, you know what? I'm, I'm not mad at that at all. That makes 100, 100 sense. And as a trio, I feel like they do work in general mm-hmm. because Fuego. Yeah, you know, I was Fuego just about to say that. Yeah, is unmatched. I mean, Fuego sh- hit. Shake your tail feather. Like the girls were still working. Like, it was nothing. It was nothing. I didn't even feel like I missed Raven when they dropped their solo album, TCG. I was like, yeah, no, they they sound good. Cheetalicious Christmas goes hard to this day. Every Christmas, I'm throwing on Cheetalicious Christmas. I know that's right. I'm not missing a holiday without it. So, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't have even been mad at them leaning into the fact they were a trio, but to be like, she went to school is weird. Say she went solo because that's more realistic. Chanel going solo also, I could see. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I might have to tap into the third one, just see what they're talking about. Yeah. I, I always did it out of rebellion to be like, y'all not about to well, okay. think y'all about to get away with something. Okay, so let me tell you something. So, because I am a big Cheetah Girls fan, yeah. I have actually started writing a pilot for a <gasps> reboot. Of it, of like a modern day cheetah, like starring like the kids of Galleria and Chanel, <gasps> and and doing it as a series. So because this means so much to me. Because I adore yes. it so much, and yes, I know the text so well. I even bought the book so I could <gasps> like get more. Yeah, I even got the book so that I could even go deeper into like the way it was originally written, yes. so that I could really pour into that. Because I I do think it was ahead of its time. I think it is a timeless 
you know, movie, both of them. No, I 100% agree. I read all the books when I was a kid because I loved the Cheetah Girls. Okay, so what was different? What was different from the books in the movie? Aqua had a twin in the book. Yes, correct. Named Angie. Uh Uh-huh. That was the primary thing that I can remember. Obviously, I read them when I was like nine. That was the only thing I can remember is that being like, where's her damn twin? (laughs) And so recently, I gave it to my niece. I gave all Mm -hmm. my books. You know, they're big. Those are sizable books. they are. I gave all my Cheetah Girls books to my niece. She's 11 now. I gave them to her when she was like nine, maybe eight. When I tell you, that girl looked me in my eyes and was like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She didn't want to read it? Maybe. Because they were too big? No. She said, "That's you think I'm going to sit and read these big books with these girls that I don't know, Ooh. that I don't have interest Did you show her the movies? Not yet. I keep trying to show her the movies. She's just like not that into it. When I'm like, really? you know, she the girl? She'd be like, no. What's she like to watch? She's like a video game girly. Mm. And she watches YouTube. That's what the kids, you know, she don't really watch any TV show. She watches YouTube and she plays Minecraft mm. and Roblox. Mm. And it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart because the Cheetah Girls meant so much to me and mean so much to me to this day. I think you got a tricker. You got to do like Something. like a movie night and be like, let's just watch some movies tonight. You know, get some you popcorn, know? little camp, little moment and then just mm-hmm. turn it on. Ooh, camp. Because she's been wanting to watch Mean Girls, but her mom won't let her watch until she's 13. So maybe on her 13th, because she's about to be 12, maybe on her 13th birthday, we'll sit down, we'll watch Mean Girls, and also... Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls. Okay. I'll support that. Now, Kayleen, Mm -hmm. choose one song from... I'm just going to do the two movies, obviously, because I don't know. You tell me the third one. You could choose a song from the third one. One song from the first one between Cheetah Sisters, Together We Can, Cinderella... And girl power. Together we can. Okay. Wow. I love Together We Can. Very first song in the movie. The very first song. I was obsessed with the grind. I had the Cheetah Girls on the karaoke. It was like I had a karaoke machine. I had Cheetah Girls uh, karaoke tape. Baby, Together We Can. That's my stuff. Okay. Okay. I'm Mm -hmm. not mad at that. If I had to choose, I'm probably going to choose Cinderella. I was under the impression that was the Cheetah Girls original, obviously, Uh for years. Turns Uh out it is not. Yeah, it's not. It was made by i5 and then covered by play and then covered by the cheetah girls but that is a hell of a song yes cinderella's lyrics eat to this day i don't want to be like cinderella i'm happy that i grew up in a time when that was the anthems of the time you know it was like "Mm." even even growl power (laughs) yeah girl power yes absolutely okay for movie number two the party's just begun it's over amiga cheetah strut step up it's over Oh my gosh, you have the most obscure choice. Honey, when Raven burst through that that door, oh, I was like, this is cinematic gold. You got you got Chanel walking on the fountain. It's so dramatic. It's so I was like, the funny thing is because it you know it happens in the dead of night, right? And they all at the same damn house. I'm like, so they don't see each other? They don't wow, see each other they walk were around. all at the same home, the same villa. Right, and this then is the, crazy. And then the next morning, she go in there and Galleria gone. I'm like, I know you heard her loud ass singing. You, you heard her singing. <laughs> you knew her ass was about to leave. Talking about it's over. You know that is cutting. That is a a perfect power ballad. I loved that song when I watched it the first time. I was like, yeah. oh, this is it. This wow. is it. Wait, that's a take. The key change, and it's it's over. When she busts through, please don't let it be over. 
First of all, the ripple, the layers of the different yes. vocals. Yes, of them saying different things. Yes, ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. Are you kidding me? This is a kid's show, and we are getting vocal layers just hitting you with emotion, baby. Now, what was crazy, though, is after that song, and their asses was at the train station in pajamas. Y'all couldn't have put on your clothes. Monique would not have approved. No, she would that. not. I okay. was like, how did you even get through the damn city to the train station in them in them pajamas? What your cheetah pajamas on? Put some clothes on. Put some damn clothes on. You know you could have chased her ass to the train okay, station with even, some clothes on. Even Galleria looked at them like, now what the hell is this? I'm in Barraz. Why are y'all outside okay. like this? Okay. Mm, and I felt her. That's a good one. I'm choosing as I've outed myself already. The party just begun because okay. it's a it's a hit. It's also a the first song. I think that's yeah, the first song of the, the second song. movie too. It's yes. the first song. But you know I what's also funny? Love the choreo in that okay. Mm-hmm. Wait. So if on the second movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because they went to Barcelona, if you look at the scenes that take place in New York, the budget is piss poor. Right? Oh no. I want you to pay attention to when they are in the room eating Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they are eating air. There is no food <laughs> in the container. Raven is no, dead the ass. Was like, empty. She grabs them with chopstick and nothing's on it. I'm like, now be for real. Be they said, real. you got Chinese food money. Right. Right. <laughs> And the answer was no. Okay. On a phone call in the middle of the night auditioning for a, a singing After competition. After you already done missed it. You didn't already miss the deadline. Right. Ain't and nobody the, about to answer this damn okay. phone in the middle of the night. And you think they going to let you in because the, you sung over phone? Honey, they can't hear you. Okay. I'd be like, honey, the service is bad. Try next year. Hang up. <laughs> click. Okay. Click. <laughs> I'll see you next year. Yeah. No, I'm not about to do this with y'all. <laughs> But in true Galleria fashion, she makes things happen because she's that girl. She That's do. That's how she did things. She do. Yeah. Now, random question. Yeah. If if one of the characters was queer, mm. which of the Cheetah Girls would it be? Aqua. Aqua? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um. Well, first, let's talk about the difference in character. Okay. In... Cheetah Girls 1, Aqua's very ghetto girl. She is. She is very, like, rough, tough. Remember, she, she was is. like, you better get your friend. You know? Yes, like, she was about to beat, yes. Yeah, she, she was about to beat, about to beat uh, to yes, yes, yes. And then, in the second one, she's like, oh my gosh, Sagrada Familia. You know, like, <laughs> like, it was, was kind of dumb. Yeah. They made her more ditzy. Yes. Right, and it was like a totally different character. Um, yeah. But I think maybe because out of all of them, she seemed to be like the less like boy crazy or like, mm-hmm. folks, cause you know, you see Sabrina, she has a little boyfriend thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Raven didn't really talk about, but well, I guess uncle was, in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then the, the white boy, white boy, boy Derek. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Yeah. And then, and then Chanel felt more like, cause she just kind of feel like she just was against any type of stuff like that because of her mama. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause she felt like her mama was fast. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> so I would have to say Aqua. Yeah. Okay, I can definitely see that. That makes sense to me, for sure. Something about Sabrina Bryan. <laughs> Sorry, not even Sabrina Bryan. Something about Dorinda. Okay. In particular, not Sabrina. My bad, not Sabrina. Something about Dorinda. Uh huh. Just feels like it would make sense 
really? to me. You know what it is? I think it's the rejection of mainstream culture from a white girl. The rejection of like white culture uh-huh. or, you know, like okay. mainstream things. Wait, all her friends are black. Right. And Chanel. Which I and thought Dorinda was mixed. Kaylin. <laughs> and then I found Kaylin, please explain to me to why be- you thought that. I just thought she was like Mariah Carey. <laughs> I looked at her, just thought this was a light skinned black girl or mixed girl. I thought she was biracial. <laughs> That's what Caitlin, I thought. I did not Caitlin, know she was supposed please. to be a white girl. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. I was just like, oh yeah, this girl biracial. To be fair, that makes sense because what white girls did you know that only had black friends? None. And she didn't and look like the typical white girl. Now you losing me, Caitlin. Now you losing you me. She looked like a white girl. This yes. is crazy. <laughs> white as hell. Yes. What? Yes. Really? The the blonde hair, yeah, she was she was pretty white. I have to say, she was pretty white. What? Yeah. It sure enough gave Mariah Carey to me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Who would have thought? Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But yeah, if I had to like, if one, because you know, just by the numbers, it's four girls in a group. Uh-huh. Somebody is queer. It's yeah. Dorinda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see the vision. Now let's get to Miss Lynn Whitfield. Ooh, ooh. The icon. The I. Listen. God. Listen. You know what's so funny is I interviewed her at the Wearable Art Gala a couple years ago. And when I did it, I so wanted to be like, my favorite movie of yours is The Cheetah Girls. <laughs> she would have been like, what? I know. I know. That's exactly what she would have. But an icon. And you know what? Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the black representation in this movie. I love that they were rich and bougie. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, they are bougie and they are living it up. Especially like when they in Barcelona and and she's recognized on the street by the fashion designer. Oh yeah. Oh my God, I loved it. No, I loved it so much. I love that Chanel's mom being a single mom was not poor. They didn't have her be poor. Mm-hmm. That apartment in Manhattan was nice as hell. She had that big modeling picture of herself. Yep. The in only their apartment. The only poor girl was the biracial white girl. And if we want to talk, I'll talk about ahead of its time. The Cheetah Girls was ahead of its time, and was. baby. POCs was eating. And was. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I don't <sighs> know what was going on with um. We never saw Aqua's, like, home. We didn't. We sure didn't. Also, what happened to Galleria's little brother? He just disappeared after the first movie. Oh he was there God. Well, her daddy yeah. disappeared, hell. You know, we, sure did. we knew that he existed, but yeah, the brother was gone, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Italian. Yeah, she was She was, She was. supposed to be mixed. Mm. Yeah, she was supposed to be mixed. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. That was her stepdaddy. <laughs> That was her step. Now, that one, I can't get behind the biracial of it all. Not you can't get behind Galleria being mixed when you thought Dorinda was mixed. First of all, Please, let's talk about Taylor. these motherfucking names, okay? Because what the oh, hell? Wow. Galleria. Galleria. Aquanetta. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chanel. Okay? And then Dorinda probably the only, <sighs> like, real name. And even Dorinda is like a pretty black ass name for a white ass girl. That's I have why to say. I thought she was biracial. And I get you. I see how you arrive. Also, their nicknames are so fucking funny. What is Galleria's? Uh, 
Tucci? Was that Chuchi. it? Tucci. No, Tucci is Chanel, isn't oh, that, it? Yeah, that's yes. Chanel. Tucci Chanel gallery is Bubbles. Yes, Bubbles. In the book, Dorinda is Do Re Mi. I don't know if they still call they her. They called that. her Do. The, they called her right, Do. Okay. Yeah. In the book, it was Do Re Mi. Okay. And then Aqua was always just Aqua. I don't right. think they ever gave her. Because her full name was Aquanetta. <laughs> it's Aquanetta. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Angie, Anginetta, Anginetta. Who was is, her twin? Oh, that's the twin. In the book. That's the twin. Yes. Wait, okay. Yes. I, I do. I Actually, this probably should have been my unpopular opinion. Is I, I think I know what you're going to say. No, I don't think you do. I don't think Solange? Do. Is it Solange? Oh, I heard about that. No, but that's okay, not okay, it. Okay, I didn't okay, hear okay, about okay, that. Okay, okay. My, she would have been great in that. But um, yes. my least favorite character is Mary Soul. I hated Why Wait. Oh, I hated Marisol. Oh, my God. I hated the character. I hated the song. I anytime, agree. Anytime I play it and it comes out, I skip it. i like, nope. Uh-uh. I agree. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, no. Marisol was not was not giving. Now, I don't know the name of the song. La 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 Nita Nana. Oh. That la, one la, eats. Yes. That also, the tango eat. song with Drew Seeley. You know what? Yeah, dance. Yeah. Now, Mary Soul <laughs> is on that song. She, she do is? sing on that song. Yes, yeah, she does. She the female oh. voice. Yeah. Oh. Now that song, I was like, Yeah, no, that like, that's eats. it. Mm-hmm. It had a little hip hop, a little yeah. tango hip hop. Yeah. Flavor. I mean, I don't know who produced it, but they ate. The producer ate it up. <laughs> I know Ate Whitney was listening to the song. It's like, oh, I need to go ahead and record this one. Wow. Now, imagine if there's some Whitney vocals over Cheetah Girls track. Oh, somewhere. my God. Like she did the somewhere demos. Hitting. Can you imagine? Yes. Can you imagine? That would make me cry. I think that I would be like but see, in if it, shambles. If, if those movies would have came out today in an age where they do like, you know, how like Hamilton had then like a, a pop star tr- soundtrack where the I could see Whitney doing one of the songs like as a cover wow no for real i could see it i could see it. I would Ooh, love that. can you imagine whitney houston singing it's over y'all would have to take oh me out on a stretcher god y'all oh would have to take me god. out on a stretcher we need to figure out yeah. some ai we need to get an ai version of it's over Since we want an AI whitney houston. yes use it right okay yes, use it right put whitney's vocals on there mm-hmm. that's what i need that's what i want mm-hmm. you're so right fun facts mm, okay Solange supposed to be played by Aqua. Correct. Or Solange was supposed to play Aqua. I would have loved that. I would have loved that too. That totally makes sense. Especially after seeing her and bring it on. Yeah. I could see her as Why didn't Matthew want her to do it? What was the reason? She was supposed to be doing her own solo album at the time. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be produ- pursuing a solo career Got a it. la Beyonce, a la Got Raven. It. Okay. So that makes sense. Uh oh yeah, I already talked about Aqua's twin sister Angie in the books. The Cheetah Girls, Cinderella, not being an original Cheetah Girl song, uh-huh. being by I-5, then covered by Play. Play also really liked Play. As a, as a little girl band, they they were mm-hmm. at a cute moment. Mm-hmm. Naya Rivera auditioned for and was almost cast in The Cheetah Girls. She mentions that in her book, but she didn't specify what role it was. Oh. If you had to guess, what role do you think she was almost cast for? Dorinda. You think so? Mm-hmm. That makes sense because she is a little bit more racially ambiguous. Right. right. Well, and it I would make th- sense for her to say that. Yeah. I was thinking about the whole, um, the Solange thing. And I actually don't know if Solange would have fit because okay. I think Solange at that time, especially with the Beyonce connection, would have been almost, I think they would have, she would have bumped heads with Raven. Hmm. 
Okay, I, I can th- see that. I, I, I can see in, in the role itself of Aqua wasn't prominent enough for someone of Solange stature. Like Solange. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the role, like, she would have fit more in a Chanel place, mm-hmm. I feel, rather than the Aqua. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. That totally makes sense. It would have just changed the dynamic completely. Definitely would have changed the dynamic completely. Would have changed Solange's career completely. And I'm not sure if it would have been for the better. I'm not Mm. positive on that. Just based on the type of music she makes nowadays, I feel like it would have thrown her a little bit more poppy. And I don't think that's where she likes to live because that's not where she lives. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think if if Solange would have done it, I think we would have definitely not not gotten like the Cheetah Girls tours or the concert. Definitely not. No. Because Raven wasn't doing it and Solange wasn't doing it. Right. So the, what the two of them going to do? Right. right. Nothing. Right. It worked out how it was supposed to. Yeah. Although I do think Solange would have been fun in the Cheetah Girls movie, especially after seeing her and Bring It On, that Bring It On movie. Did you ever watch Solange's Bring It On? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, I would and, have rather then, seen Solange be like a competitor, like their competition. Oh, wow. Like she could have been Marisol. <gasps> yeah. They could have brought her in to be Marisol. Or in like the third movie, it could have been another girl group that they were uh, up against. Definitely. You know? That, wow. I, that makes more sense to me. Kaylin, add it into the pilot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get the pin. Yeah. <laughs> the pin out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we can make a Cheetah Girls reboot happen, I can die happy, honestly. I'm going to try. And I know I know all the Cheetah Girls, personally. <gasps> Kaylin, stop it. So I'm going to try and get it to one of them to, to want to, you know, take it to Disney. and Slip and produce. slide it. Right. Slide it to somebody. Right. See what Adrian talking about. She okay. seems like she might be the one that is most ready and, and, and eager and able you to do You see the it. vision. You see the yeah. vision. And Adrian was on um, Raven's Home. Oh yeah, yep. she did revive that role yep. on Raven's Home. Yeah, huh? she played. She played. Lana, uh, she was the principal. Yep, she was the principal. Mm-hmm. I really need to dive back into Raven's Home because I really liked it when I first started now, watching personally, it. Personally, I liked it when they did the soft reboot and they were back in San Francisco. To me, I felt like that was how the show should have always been. Oh wait, what was it in the first place? So remember, they were in Chicago at first. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And yes. it had Chelsea, but then it had you know the twins, and it, it yes. had Levi and everybody like that, which was fine. Yeah. It still worked, but I feel like for the purpose of nostalgic, it was it, it made more sense. For to be in San, in San Francisco with the, a lot Definitely. of the original cast. Also, well, you know, this happened today. The Wizards of Waverly Place reboot was what? announced. You didn't hear what? You didn't no! know? No! You did not know? No, I didn't hear about this. Is Selena coming back? Yes. Selena <gasps> is executive producing it. So Disney Channel Stop has it. ordered the reboot of Wizards of the of Waverly Place to which it will have Justin being the main character. He'll be the series regular. <gasps> Selena oh will God. come in every now and then. And it basically takes place, which is kind of crazy because Justin has now given up his powers after they did this whole wizard tournament. He didn't given up his powers <laughs> to live a normal life. I forgot about yes, that. Yes, okay. And a kid that's a wizard shows up at his doorstep needing his help in training for a wizard to save the wizard world. And so Justin wow. has to then help. But yes, wow. they had their first table read today. It was announced today. Disney Channel posted it and everything. How did I miss this? I haven't been on Twitter today for real. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it happened okay. this morning. 
Wow. Wow. Okay, so a Cheetah Girls revival is possible then because they're looking back in the archives. They've been doing it a lot. Well, I think what Disney realized is like Raven's Home was like their number one show because a lot of us were watching it. And I think what they have found is like rebooting these old shows that had basically structures that worked. And now we're living in a place, especially after the pandemic, where people really want nostalgia, that people are willing to go back and watch stuff that, you know, that may be on the kids' channel, especially when now kids have so much different outlets of entertainment, where for us, TV was all we had, you know? And now they got TikTok and all this other stuff. It's like, you got to figure out how to make your content reach many different people. Aim at me. Yeah, so I think Disney is starting to realize that, they need to start tapping in to the the older crowd, you know, while mm-hmm. also making it more family to where they want to watch it with like their nieces or their nephews or their their little cousins and stuff like yeah. that because it's a, a shared experience. And where's the Lizzie McGuire reboot? Oh, they talked about that too. Well, the writer uh, gave some, some, I guess did an interview recently and talked about what the plot was going to be (gasps) and, and talked about like why Disney pushed back from like certain adult themes that were in the show. I Mm. wish Disney would have just really like, just don't call Lizzie McGuire, call it Lizzie. Because the thing that I don't understand about the fear of the more mature content is like kids aren't going to recognize that name. To where they're like, oh, let me go watch this. I'm excited for this. Lizzie McGuire. Right. right. But if you would have just made it like Lizzie or Liz and put it on Hulu, we would have watched that. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Because Hillary Duff was in the uh, How I Met Your Mother reboot, right? How I Met Your Father. Yes. Yes. And they put that on Hulu. They knew they knew the target audience. They right. knew what they was doing. Yeah, they I think I think they really dropped the bag with that one. I think Disney's own fears of stepping too out of their their comfort zone yes. is is hindering them from really expanding, you know. And the only reason why I don't think why I think the iCarly reboot got canceled is because one, it was solely on a streamer that a lot of people don't have. You know, like a lot of people Paramount don't Plus, have right? Paramount Plus. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And and the thing about it is like the problem with these streamers and all these different streamers coming out, it's like we were told that the streaming was going to be our save from cable. When in reality cable was cheaper than what we <laughs> are paying now for all these different streamers you know what i mean so i think that's what makes people a little apprehensive about it and i also think i also think when people do these reboots they they either lean too much into the nostalgia or they don't lean enough into it you know Mm -hmm. i think that's Mm -hmm. that's the problem with it it's like they don't treat it like a continuation of the story except Mm -hmm. they try to make it new and and innovative and like adding certain things into it that doesn't really make sense to the world that we were accustomed to just so i can get a read mm-hmm. of of where you land on the reboot vibes okay what's your thoughts on the new mean girls the mean girls musical that just came out so i have no problem with taking i haven't seen it yet but i have no okay. problem with taking the musical versions and making movies into them i have no problem and with likewise. and the reason why i don't get too upset about it is because i'm like it's just a different audience. It's just a, a different, you know, way of showcasing something. It doesn't really bother yeah. me that much. And, you know, me working in a job is a job. You know what I mean? So I'm like, more, make more jobs for folks. You know what right. I mean? Right. That, that's the way that I see it. And I think also it's like if, you, if it's done, I think the tricky part about the Mean Girls is – because it was such an iconic movie and now it's it's not a continuation it's kind of just like the same thing over again you know but like yeah. even with the color purple musical like i'm like i saw the broadway musical yeah i mm-hmm. want to see it this way too i would probably watch the musical more than i would 
the original movie mainly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the That's fair. the musical to me color purple specifically was more joyful it was more it was a little bit more light in it you know what i mean so yeah. i would probably gravitate more towards that cuz i don't really like heavy stuff you know what i mean me neither so yeah i don't i think a reboot works if it's done well you know like i think fuller house was done well i even think mm-hmm. when you think of like the connors you know i think that was a well oh, done wow. one you know raven's home I was a Roseanne girl. I loved that Same. show. Same. Same. And then she was batshit crazy. And then and it was like, then oh God. But like, shit. I think the, I think the Connors got a, a reboot, like a new season coming out pretty soon. You know what I mean? Good for them. I'm glad that that didn't kill them. Yeah. Right. You know, and I'm also a person that loves living in the nostalgia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and because I think the issue and why people do the reboots and why certain stuff that comes out that's new doesn't work is because I think we as one, I think now that writers can become famous that has become that has tainted the quality of stuff whoa um, that I, is a good point yeah and i also think that we try to make shows kind of reflect what social media looks like instead of that. yes instead of just sticking to like quality structure in the way like my only critique of raven's home was that mm-hmm. they threw this the psychic powers out the window like it just didn't and it, it rarely was a part of the story mm. while in that's a raven every episode was centered around the vision and how it impacted her world in that day you know right. and that was yeah. kind of gone in raven's home right you, somebody told me in Raven's Home, this might have just been an internet theory that I saw. I obviously didn't watch all of it, but I watched some of it. Somebody told me that they got rid of one of the twins. Yes. That well, that did? was because she went to go do a CW show. Oh, so okay. like, oh, they she, got rid of the girl. Yeah, yeah. So she had went to go do something else, and Chelsea also left. You know, and Alicia, she left too. And but she's been doing a Disney Princess tour, so the girl is booked. You know, and now she I does a podcast with yes, with Chrissy with Cross and Romano, which I also yeah. know both of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and so I'm glad really? that they have figured out like what works and, and yeah. they are really in that bag you know what i mean because i met them separately so christy i was on christy's youtube channel when it was mm-hmm. kind of just like a nostalgia thing um mm-hmm. and then were you then, cooking no this i was just okay. we were just talking about disney and like that whole trajectory um because i'm a disney kid at heart same I do i'm a, a disney, disney channel kid listen I, say, yeah. I do disney trips every year um, oh. and then and alicia i had just met her through social media and then when she came to uh, newark new jersey to do the the disney princess uh show i went to go see her which her voice is incredible it is phenomenal mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so mm-hmm. it's been great to you know connect with these people that have meant so much to me as a kid yeah, and really yeah. formed who i am today you know what i mean because my tv never left disney channel mine either i was a disney channel girl yeah. i love even it. hannah montana that's why i'd be I like was still through yeah, yeah I was i'd be like there. i want to go see my cyrus but now that she not performing no hannah montana song let me tell you something because if we not starting all over start Okay. With the Hannah Montana mix. Listen. Did you ever have that CD where it had like both sides? Oh, it had yeah. the Miley side and the Hannah Montana Baby, side. Baby, when I tell you I was in that Hannah Montana movie, okay? <gasps> I, I think that is one of the best movies ever made. Stop it. <laughs> the Hannah Montana movie is my shit. It don't make Kaylin, no goddamn please. sense. I'm like, you try to tell me her ass went up there and told this whole damn county that she was Miley Stewart and nobody said a word. The news is there. <laughs> There is press there. <laughs> and you trying to tell me all these people was like, we not going to tell your secret, girl. Bullshit. Boo. Boo. I'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, I don't know this girl. I'm taking right. pictures and I'm tweeting. <laughs> I'm taking pictures and I'm tweeting. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Let me tell Absolutely. You. Wow. No, Disney Channel was a time. But Especially even then, when okay, we wait, had wait, it. Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Because even you talking about Disney Channel and the difference of what, like, even when I come across Disney Channel today, yeah. even Disney Channel original movies were an event. Oh, oh, like, I used to sit at home when the premiere would happen. Yes. I'd be like, no, mom, I'm not doing that or whatever right. you're talking about. Friday, 7 p.m., you had the little film strip with the kids jumping in and out. Baby, it was a moment. You had <laughs> Cheetah Girls, you had Cadet Kelly, you had Smart House, you had Xenon, oh, you had oh. Stuck in the Suburbs. Oh, like, Stuck in the Suburbs is an underrated one. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You had Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Warrior. Like, we had quality content. We really did. We really, I think the last one I watched was Lemonade Mouth. I think that was okay, when see, I started aging. That's when I threw off. Yeah, that's when, yes. I, that's when I fell off. I yes. fell off. I feel like Disney Channel started to make their transition when the Phineas and Ferbs came into play, the Life with Derek's, the, um, the, uh, what's Life the, with Good Derek Luck? Child. Yeah, Good Luck. I know. Good Luck, Charlie. Like, those yeah. are when it, I, I started to transition yeah. out of it. I was like, okay, yeah. the content's kind of changing. It wasn't as ethnic as before you know it is started to it started to not represent what the everyday looked like i think for a lot of us so we kind of just moved out of it you're so right because that's what raven was so black yes when i tell you raven and eddie were black as hell remember the black history episode Hmm, when she didn't when she didn't when she didn't get hired because she was black. Oh, because she was black. Yes. I don't hire black people. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Revolutionary. I was a kid like, that's crazy. That's crazy. The Proud Family was so black. Oh, you black know? in a minute. Okay, did you watch the reboot of Proud Family? Louder and Proud? Uh, no, I, I never even watched that one. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, so I've watched all those episodes. My only critique about the Proud Family Louder and Prouder is a little bit the same as the Lizzie McGuire one. I don't mm-hmm. understand why they didn't act as if these kids weren't grown. Like, they do this weird thing in the first episode to where it's almost like some magical thing happens and they still in middle school. Like, but, oh, that's weird. But, but they look different. You know, like, Michael don't is now, like, they, them is non-binary. But it's mm. like, but there's no time shift in this. Shift. You know oh, that's I mean? weird. So that yeah, was, was kind of weird. That didn't make sense to me. But I did really enjoy Proud Family louder and prouder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that we got to grow up in the era when it was okay to be black on Disney Channel, like explicitly oh, black. Yes. Because it feels like once, like you said, once they kind of aged out, it was like things became more ambiguous. Okay, they were trying you, to play to the every person. But you know why I think that happened? Why? What happened? What's your, what's your, what you got? My theory is that when media started to change and when it started to feel, I feel like back in the day, things felt more universal, you know? Mm-hmm. The shift happened after the uh, the election of Barack Obama. Oh, you're, it was a backlash. It was the blacklash. Yes. Yes. When mm-hmm. Barack Obama became president, that is when everything kind of became separate. Very separate. And yeah. Everybody started to just go to their own little pockets of the world and media changed and diversity changed because that was also, mm. the, you know, the, the killing of Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. So now we had these new racial situations that were coming into everyday life that hadn't necessarily like they had been there but weren't as prominent 
You yes. know, because and now, now they felt like black people were divisive. Correct. The presence of black blackness became, was divisive in yes, itself. It became very two sides. I, that's, Political. That's a whole reason why Donald Trump got elected. Oh, you know? wow. The blacklash. You are, you're so right. It was yeah. resistance. It was like, yeah. we got one extreme. Now we need to do the other extreme. You talking now. You chatting now. You know, like that's yep. what caused the shift in media. Even when you think about music. When back in the day, we knew white songs too. Like even this podcast, you're talking about Paramore. You you know know, what I mean? You know, yes. But then it all shifted. It all changed. Wow. That is so true. I didn't even realize how interconnected it all was. I definitely watched all of the shifts happen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, it's weird that there's not, you know, unambiguous, explicit black people on Mm -hmm. Disney Channel anymore. Because really, well, you got... The only thing that you got that still wasn't as black as the other shows was Zendaya's show. Exactly. And that Gotta Kick It. No, it wasn't Gotta Kick It Up. That was Disney Channel. It was a yeah, I shake don't it, even, Gotta Shake It Up. Shake no, it up. not even that one. I'm talking about oh, Casey Undercover. Show? Oh, I forgot. Where she was wow, a spy. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Gotta Shake It Up came up after like right in that time that we were already phasing out. It was like in the middle yes, of that. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. that was like at the time of like Sweet Life on Deck. And all those didn't like, like it when they got on the boat. Why are y'all on the boat? It was different. <laughs> yeah. Why are you on the I was boat? Like, go back yeah. to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very different, but that all happened in that shift as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, did you know that Disney Channel at that time would only I think it was like they would only do four seasons and then they would change the name because then they could redo the contract and then they didn't have to pay people more? Oh my god god oh my god see this is what we're talking about when i find stuff stuff out about my childhood fave uh-huh. things that's I'll why hannah montana became hannah forever remember oh and I then like off. she moved i into do a, remember that yeah she moved into but a I new house off. like mm-hmm. everything shifted and changed mm-hmm. wow hannah was also chef's kiss miley cyrus perfection. is a gem to come out of disney channel perfection another yeah. perfect show mm-hmm. obsessed mm-hmm. with it and they mm-hmm. had no diversity but i loved it they sure didn't. And let nope. me say something. I don't need it every time. I, I don't. don't. You, you I can don't get either. away with it. You can I get away either. with it. You know Listen what I mean? Listen here. If there's one thing that Kaylin is, I am not a fan of relatable content. Never have been. Why, why I am don't, I trying to... Oh, you know? If I'm watching TV, I want to escape. Escapism. I, like, I it's do escape. like that. I want to... Enter, that's why that's the Raven worked. It was like, who the hell is psychic? You know? Right. Like, yeah. Hannah Montana. Who the hell is a pop star but still going to school as somebody wow, else? You know what I mean? Fair. Like it was the fantasy. We were living mm-hmm. in the fantasy. You know what I mean? Like my critique about stuff today is when it feels too close to home, I'm always like, I'm living this. Why do I need to see it on TV? Why is COVID in my shows? Don't you know, ever put COVID in my shows. You know, I'm like, I'm living it. I, yeah. I these are my friends. I'm doing this every day. I don't Yeah. I don't need that. I want to escape. I want to enter into a world that doesn't exist of all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with that for sure. Caitlin, before we sign off, is there anything else you want to say about the Cheetah Girls? I need you to watch number three and then I, I want you to report back to me. Okay. 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 I'll DM you on Twitter. We, okay. we are mutuals on Twitter. I'll okay. DM you on Twitter and okay. we'll chat about it. I plan to watch it for this episode. But I just felt like I needed to stick strong to the mm. I've never seen the third one. You need to watch that it. That I've had. You okay. need to get into I'm it. I'm watching. Okay? 
yeah got you all right and that's our show y'all for those of you who want to check us out on youtube you can go to youtube.com slash black people love paramore the link will be in the show notes if you have comments or suggestions you can hit me up at black people love paramore at gmail.com or across all social media platforms at bplp pod kaylin do you want to tell the folks any projects you have coming up where they can find you on social stuff like that well, you know, I got a lot of stuff coming up, but you know, we can't ever talk about stuff until it's announced. So right. just know, be on the lookout. It's January, so we still, you know, get into the group of things, but you can find me everywhere at the Kaylin Allen. Beautiful. And we'll be on the lookout for all those projects that you have coming forward. You can support this show and other wonderful Max Fun shows at MaximumFun.org slash join. Our editor is Genrial Bagat and our producer is Palmira Muniz. I'm your host, Sequoia, and this has been a production of Maximum Fun. Thank you.